Last time on Good Neighbors. The gang makes a grave mistake and exposes the monster in the presence of the Bureau, and things go to hell. Cassius leads a couple of agents into a distraction before attempting a high-stakes con. Beck attempts to lead the monster away from the Bureau, but eventually gets caught up in a duel with Agent Grimm. Flint discovers that the creature in question is a doppelganger before willingly accepting the law, and June convinces it to follow their directions if it wants to live, sealing the deal by knocking out a witness. Wyetta Grimm, duking it out. Oh, well, if we knew that her last name was Grimm... Yeah, I wasn't going to say that right out the gate. For sure she's a bad guy, but yeah. Uh, okay. She says, um, <clears throat> you know, it doesn't have to end this way. I ain't trying to kill you. I just want to make sure everything's all evened out. It, out of curiosity, how do you intend for this to end? Uh, well, at the moment, my real plan is to... One, see how strong your arms are, and then take you to jail. That's not gonna work for me. Uh, and Beck. Yeah, yeah, that's what they usually say. Whips out their nunchucks. God damn it. That have um, uh, glow sticks, uh, taped to them. Jesus Christ, are you like fourteen? You're wearing rollerblades and you use nunchucks. What's happening? And I want to use magic to enchant a weapon. Okay. Uh, go for it. Yeah, that works. That's a ten. Ten, you do so. Uh, Beck, uh, does, like, starts spinning the nunchucks around, uh, and the glow sticks leave streaks in the air, and as the glow sticks burn away into the ether, the nunchucks are now glowing. For sure. Uh, because you took this time to arm yourself, she also had time to prepare the field. One of the tags for their agency is weird technology. How does Wyetta level the playing fields against a magic user? I think that Wyetta has some sort of like magnetic uh, like bracers or something that she like slaps onto her ankles and it uh, like it, they're magnetized to the hood of the train. So she also has like an extra sense of balance the same way that Beck does. For sure. The bottoms of her shoes have metal on them, and you can hear them sort of slide along the way we hear when magnets uh, scrape along other metal uh, as she gets into her uh, combat stance. And I assume now we roll some kicks of ass, yeah? Yes. Let's do it. <gasps> I got another 10. 10. Uh, choose an extra effect and then tell me what happens. I will give, I'll tell you the damage and uh, how much she takes, and then you describe this, the fight scene for me. Okay, okay. I want to suffer one less harm, and my enchanted nunchucks will do three harm. Okay. She also deals three harm, uh, and she has two armor. 
one of which is an underlay armor, and the other is her battlefield awareness, keeps her, like, quick and on the move and evading your attacks. So you both deal one harm to each other. Yeah. You look extremely evenly matched. Uh, so what does that fight look like? Uh, super hot. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of, like, Beck having to evade the spear and, like, swat it away and duck and roll to get in close enough to hit Wyetta. So while they're still doing the same amount of damage, it is so much more exhausting for Beck because whereas Wyetta can kind of like plant herself and like use the spear's reach, Beck is having to do a lot of Cirque du Soleil jumpy bullshit to be able to get in there. Hell yeah, son. It is a sort of like acrobatic combat as we see these flourish of martial arts weapons swing past each other. It is uh, very dancey and action movie nonsense, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Very, very cool. And downstairs, Flint, you are being taken into custody, where uh, those two agents that were originally holding you at gunpoint, they left. They seem to give the space to you, and the tone shifts as Hector gestures for you to have a seat in one of the private rooms. I, uh, I show him my handcuffed hands, and I'm like, uh, is it okay if I take these off before I sit down? Sure. Uh, I would like it's to the- try to pick my own handcuffs. Oh. Just like a, just like as a power play of I could have gotten out of these at any point. <laughs> Hell yeah, go for it. Give me the whole access of your bunny motherfucker. <laughs> That's a ten. You do. It's it's. He gets up to get a key and then watches your mastery, uh, with a kind of generally being impressed. And the two of you sit down, and it seems like he had like a vague gesture of goodwill of like I'm gonna let. Oh, never mind. Uh, <clears throat> have a seat. Uh, <clears throat> your name is is Finn, right? Flint. Are you sure? Or interesting. Okay. Flint, it is. What are you doing here? Um, mostly trying to make your life difficult. At least at the moment. You're not doing a bad job. Thank you. You would have made a fine agent if uh, life had turned out differently. Don't like the taste of leather. (laughs) Fair enough. Works better for some. (sighs) What's it been? 30, 40, 50 years since you left home? One of those numbers. It could be different, you know. You don't have to slink around and do all of this nonsense. You don't have to sit in a hole and vaguely take catches at monsters. You can actually put that brain to work. You were a smart kid. Smarter now. So you say, the wiser thing is to help people like us cast a wider net. The wiser thing to do is to help more people than just those that are in this town. You can do that. You know we want to help people. You're a great law-abiding citizen. Let me ask you this. Kid discovers magic. What do you do with him? Well, how old is he? Screw it. 19. 
19, tough age, tough age. We try to cut a little slack. If the magic is internal, we need to make sure and impress that that is never to be used again. We keep him under close watch. We usually keep him with us. If he refuses, it proves to be a very active and clear danger because magic is chaotic without proper training. We have to neutralize him. Okay. Somebody gets trained in magic, but they're not under your payroll. Give me an investigative mystery. Nine. Hold one. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? And this is all about the Bureau in general. What's being concealed here? A couple things. He reaches out to shake your hand as he introduces himself. And you see a number of scars across his hand. But you also see on his hand, or on his wrist, uh, like a series of tally marks, indicating 13. And your best guess is that that is probably the number of magical entities that he has neutralized. But the more important thing is that he has a, a tattoo of a salmon, which your old college best friend Nathan Stone used to have right before the Chupacabra attacked. You remember him crying to his mom? Ooh. But you never saw him. Who are you? He looks down at his wrist, looks up at you. Someone different now, just like you. But I'm trying to do the right thing. You could be too. We could do this together. We were great at planning back in the old days. What happens to people that aren't under your jurisdiction? If we think that they are a threat to the good society we hold dear, they have to be neutralized. And what if they're doing good? What, what if, if they're, they're doing good? What if they're protecting their little town from monsters with their magic? We have to keep an extremely close eye on them. If they make even a single mistake, we have no room for error. They have to go. We are working on a way to simply strip them of their magical powers. We haven't developed it yet, but in the meantime, the people need to be protected. Any singular magical mistake could result in an innocent life being lost, and we can't have that. More get lost if they don't act, if people can't defend themselves, if people don't know how to defend themselves. True. There is an altruistic idea that everyone who can help should. That idea if taken to a grand scale, means no one ever gets to live a happy, peaceful life. That is unfortunate, but our existence, if expanded upon with people like you, can make sure that other people don't have to do that. They don't have to resort to magic. They don't have to resort to binding with monsters. They don't have to resort to any of that nonsense. But it should be their choice. You don't have the right to take that choice away from people. If people want to stand for themselves, they deserve the right to. People aren't smart enough to make that choice. And you have to understand that. And we are. We can be trained to. Would I let a low-level agent just act however? No. We have protocol. We teach people the process, the techniques. 
so that they know how to act. They have guidelines to follow. And it seems my people are outpacing your people at every turn without any of those techniques. Your people just caused a lot of alarm. Your people just exposed the monster in the middle of the dining cart. If anyone was under the influence, which a couple of them probably were, they might have seen something. They are an exposure risk. If Flint, people, come on. If people see what's going on, they can protect themselves. If people see what's going on, what's, what's going on, no one ever gets to live in peace again. No one ever gets to dream. No one ever gets to have a good night. Because they just get to know that there's some crazy something out there that gets to destroy them without them getting to try. There are people out there that just have their memory wiped for no reason. There are people out there that just have their limbs removed from them for no reason. If we knew... They just have to sleep with that? If we knew what was out there, we could have saved people. But we didn't. Flint, listen to yourself. We have to take people who are already exposed to it and then train them to deal with it right. We can't just get everyone else involved. We can't let people live in a nightmare. People can't live like us, Flint. Look at yourself. Has this not haunted you every waking minute? Did the knowledge that it existed not destroy you? Yeah, and... A couple people brought me back. Now I'm doing good. I'm doing a lot of good. Stopped some gators recently. Sent that was you. It was a lot of us. Romy manipulate a person. You can kind of see in Nathan's or Hector's, their chosen name now, their eyes, that for old time's sake, they want to cut you slack. Uh, I'm going to use a luck point. Hell yeah. What is the expert's luck effect? Uh, I feel like it's really relevant. It is. Uh, I find out something happening now is something related to something uh, years ago. Holy shit! <laughs> that is dead on. <laughs> That's wild. It's all connected. It's all coming together. <laughs> okay. What is the thing you want from Nathan right now? Is it to just let you guys go? To leave Constance alone? To forget that you were here and just kind of wipe the record of this event? Listen, Nathan, we we both want this. It's Hector now. I'm sorry. Hector. We both want the same thing, but under different angles. Here's my proposal. For the time being... You use Constance as a test to see if my way has any merit. Nathan hangs his head. And I think, kind of without thinking, both of your hands are on the table, and you feel his hand, like, hold yours and squeeze like he's missed you. And he's shaking a little bit. And he says... Okay. Tell you what. I'll leave an agent or two in Constance to keep an eye on things. And if your way proves right, we'll leave you alone as the great experiment. If my way proves right, then 
I'll help you implement it elsewhere. My way proves wrong, and you have to understand. becomes a fire. We can't I'll have another one. Figure things out. Constance becomes a great fire. It's probably got to burn all the way. Uh, I'll probably be getting as many people out as I can then. I know. I'll hate to see you that day. Get out of here. Uh, quick question. Yeah. Can you do magic at all? No. I give him no, my. I, can't. I give him my uh, Nintendo Power Glove that uh, deals one magic. You're gonna find monsters out there that can't be hurt without magic. I've been using this to uh, facilitate, to fake it. We actually don't allow magical implements. I if I get caught with this, I'm gonna get in trouble. Thank you though. Keep it. I'm. It's good seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. And he lets you walk out. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Cassius, hang <laughs> it out. You are... Can you remind me what your code name here is? John Raramy. Of the... Uh, oh, I'm uh, a special agent of the recon division of the Night Creature Black Ops unit of the CIA. Hell yeah. <clears throat> uh, what is your plan right now? Um, here, let me... Uh, let me let me give it to you in dialogue form. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, <clears throat> so, boys... Seems as though we've got a little bit of operational uh, um, overlap here. Now, I understand you're hunting something on this train, something that me and my agents are also interested in. Now, I need you to know I've been looking into your unit a little bit recently. We know what you do. We know where you keep these things. We know what you do with them. Now, if you guys happen to capture this creature before us, well, we can do it the roundabout way. And some accident will happen, you know, along the way. You're transporting someone. There'll be an accident, car crash, something. And we'll get the creature. Now, I need you to understand that's going to happen either way. Okay. Do you boys know why the FBI was started? Uh, generally? Mm-hmm. To investigate mail fraud. Do you know yeah. why the CIA was created? We were created to topple fucking governments. I want you to ask yourself, boys. Did you really want to be a member of the FBI? You want to investigate mail fraud all day? No. You boys. We're not FBI. Oh, close enough. That's all the same. All the all the amateur leagues. You boys. You boys want to come up. You boys want to do the real work. I can sense that. You're patriots. I know this. You just want to protect people. Yeah. 
Now you have to understand. What are you after here? Time's getting short. I agree. Now I can't, you understand, corrupt your entire unit with knowledge of our operations. That would be reckless. We don't do that here at the Central Intelligence Agency. So I need you boys to be my eyes and ears. I need you to be the ones to cover for me. And that's something I've got to trust you with. So that's what I need from you. That boss of yours, that Hector, he needs someone to uh, watch over us. That's going to be you. He needs someone to stick around and, and tail us. That's going to be you. Now, you, before you report anything back to him, you're going to tell me exactly what it is. You're going to cover for me because that's what we need. That's what America needs, boys. <laughs> okay, so your plot here is to avoid jurisdictional overlap and appeal to their patriotism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, I want them to feel like I'm bringing them into the the real inner circle, and that if they stick with me and like. Basically, I want them to try to get assigned to us so that I know if we're being tailed or someone, it's by the two that are loyal to us. Okay, so like whenever hit me with a manipulated like, person. Like whenever he tries to give an assignment or something, I want them to try to be the ones to get there. That's an eight. An eight. Okay. I'm gonna. You got to do something right now to show you mean it. You have to prove that you're CIA. I have to prove that I'm CIA. Huh. Ha ha ha. What do you got for me, man? Can I ask what it is, how it is that they react? Like, what it is that makes me think I have to prove it just so I might have a something they to go off of? Have to, they basically are in a moment of, like, there is an emergency and we need to get past you. And we're in the moment of deciding if violence is the way to do it. They are, like, you can hear the leather stretcher on the whole, the, the uh, like, grip of their gun. Uh, uh, the guns um, as they look at each other and again they look nervous like a slip up means like a big problem hmm god what, like, I'm just trying to think of how I could prove it with what I have um gorsh uh, do you want me to come back to you yeah maybe give me like two seconds just to think of like what I've got. For sure. <laughs> okay. At the same time, uh, June, you have the trust currently of Nil, the doppelganger. And also, there's an unconscious Fritz hanging out in the bathroom floor. What is your plan? What's your name? Uh, I wasn't lying before. My, my name is Nil. All What's right. your name? Nil, I'm June. I'm gonna get you out. Hey, the, June. I'm gonna get you out the back. All right. Is that like a? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to uh either like using stealth or maybe like athletics, like either get them over the top yeah. or through the cars. Or if I can use my coat in any way to assist and like. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I'm trying uh, to get them to the back you, car. At the moment, you don't necessarily know what all of the plotting and like 
surprising camaraderie is happening right now. Uh, so the your best shot is to completely avoid uh, being seen by the agents that you know are probably somewhere on top of the train as well because they reasonably saw Nil get up on top of the train. Mm-hmm. So your best bet is to climb the side of the train hanging underneath the windows sideways. Okay. Now you can use magic to do that uh, if you want to like keep teleporting but and Nil is very much very strong and will probably physically be able to do that but you need to conceal each other in some way. Describe to me how you do that. Uh... I think one of the big threats is probably going to be noise as you like hap on clap onto the side of each car. Um, <clears throat> Nils is big, so that might be a complication that you maybe want to work around. If Nils is super strong, um, could they just carry me? They could, yeah, yeah. Okay. But that won't. But yeah, so you can worry about being them holding you and not having to worry about like falling off the train. I'll, but being uh, concealed is important here. I'll try and uh, there's a moment in A New Hope where Ben Kenobi like does a snap when he's turning off the uh, tractor beam and the stormtroopers look the other direction and then he sneaks past. Can I try and do that every time we land? So as Nil is like jumping from side of car to side of car, anytime we're about to land I do a snap and everyone looks the other way. Well, what do you mean? Like, why I'm looking with like as to magic look the other way? Oh, okay. Well, I, I like so make like, a noise, and they all look over there. I'm like, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I like that. That sounds like beyond human limitations to create a distant noise. That all sounds right. fine. Uh, give me a little roll. Oh, very well. Uh, that's an eleven plus two. Uh, so that's a thirteen. Okay. Describe for me the scene of June and now this kind of exposed meat monster uh, who wears pants also uh, <laughs> scaling the side of the train and the magical poofs that you create uh, <clears throat> kind of like, like you know there's there's agents on top of the train there's Beck and June fighting or uh, not Beck and June Beck and uh, Wyetta fighting all that kind of stuff um I think as we are going along and Nil is kind of like doing these these massive leaps and then grabbing onto a train car and June is like casting out a spell and everyone is then looking onto the other side of the car. Um, as we get closer to the, the Beck fight and June kind of takes in what's going on, um, June is going to act with some urgency. What car is Beck on? I think it's, it's on top of car, I want to say two away from the observation deck, so car seven. Okay. Uh, when we get to car and there's ten cars or nine? Uh, yeah. Ten, ten cars, yeah. Okay. Uh, when we get to car nine, June is going to uh, set off the fire alarm on the observation deck car to get everyone out of it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that requires okay. a roll. Great. That's easy um, to do. And then June is going to uh, put, you know, motion for Nil to stand on car 10. Say, Nil, uh, I'm not going to say it was a pleasure, but here's the deal. Uh, You're going to have a massive head start. And uh, I 
do not want to see you again in Louisiana unless it is with my explicit invitation. Can I have your invitation? Uh, you know what? Louisiana is a really big state. I don't want to see you in Constance uh, unless I invite you. How about that? Uh, okay. Can I call you? What? To like hang out? Well, I don't know. It's maybe sometime it's I need a place to lie low. Nah, like I, I I'm telling you, like ah, don't, don't don't come yeah, back unless I unless I call you, okay? Uh, if I find uh, you, can't blame me for trying. If I find you running scams or hunting and bringing attention, uh, I will put you in the ground, and I really don't want to do that. But you know, look, if you need me or if I need you, I feel like we can call on each other. But we gotta, you know, stay in each stay in our lanes, if you know what I mean. All right. If you need some... Okay, how about this? Roll me a manipulative person, and we'll work out a deal. Uh, that'll be a nine. Nine? Okay. Tell you what. I... One, I kind of think I could take you. I could probably couldn't take all those guys. But, maybe we can work out like a little... little what's the word? Quid pro quo? One of those words that fancy people use. If you... Help me evade trouble every now and again. Maybe I'll help you and take on someone's face and mess up their life. Uh, I think I just did you a huge solid, and I think you owe me. So stay out of my town, that, and yeah. if I need you, you show up. And okay, uh, once I don't, I don't one time. Okay, all right, deal. And then uh, right. with that, wait, June, how will I know where to find you? Uh, June is going to take out their magic gun and say. And fire off. The they get ready blast. to punch you. And I shoot the con- the car connector because Nil is on car ten. I am on car nine. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, give me. A- I call out over the blast. Uh, I'm real easy to find. Seems bad for a criminal. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll me. Um, I give a wink and a shrug, and I turn back to help back. Give me, give me one use magic just to make this this final thing go off without a hitch here. Uh, not great. Uh, but good enough. Uh, that'll be a seven. All right, choose a glitch. Um, I'll draw unwanted attention because at this point I want to draw people away from back. So okay. if, cool, cool, if, cool. if, like, agents notice me shooting off a gun, and, you know, that can help back out on their roof, then that's good. For sure. Um, yeah, that seems right. I think a couple of the... This is still not going to be a beneficial effect, right? Sure, uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I'm, they have guns. They're cops. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to, I think, move to re- relieve that from you, or at least they drop the weapon! Uh, you can. None of them are on top right now, near you. They were all running towards the front of the car. Okay. But there's a couple narrative like, "Hey, drop the weapon." Um. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to do that. Uh. So as as my new friend is is fading off into the distance, I will uh try and teleport towards back to help out. Uh, okay. And right before we resolve that. Beck Tui and Wyetta Grimm. There's like light cuts on your shoulders, uh, uh, little bruising on the face, neck, and arms uh, from repeated blocks. 
Uh, what are you doing? I don't think you know that there is some kind of plotting and scheming going on downstairs yet. I think that they're in like a uh, a moment of almost like mutual rest. Like they've been going at it and now they're standing a couple feet apart and they're just like breathing and like readying their stances to fight again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Beck will... I think they're really enjoying that it is like a big like martial combat fight but it isn't like as smart to just keep thwacking each other so they're gonna pull out a snow globe and I'm gonna try to use magic hit it to see another time <laughs> have I used the snow globe I can't remember I don't think so okay it doesn't matter I fail all right uh uh can I what is can I use luck? Jesus! Okay. Yeah, sure. What's your plan and why? Uh, uh, I want to use the snow globe to uh, trap a person. So I want to, like, pokeball this woman with the snow globe. For sure. And that, like, while she is trapped within the snow globe, can she be shrunk down to the inside of the ah! snow globe? <laughs> um... Yeah, but if it breaks at all, she's back to normal size. Yeah, of course. She's not irreversibly stuck this yeah. way. I just really That's want it. something bad to happen to the sect while we're on bad terms for the drama. So, when you spend a point of luck, something that goes wrong for your sect, an ill-advised project or disastrous operation. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I'm already... How many points of luck have we spent this game? Uh, this is the first time I've ever used luck. One... I know that June has used one. Flint's used one. Cassius, have you used one yet? Okay. Well, three this, for four is still a lot for this, a mystery. The stakes I felt. I've got time high. left. I could use one still. <laughs> True. Um. Okay. Uh. She is trained to fight magic users. As you start fumbling to get your components out of your bag and you start weaving spells, she is right up against you, like hitting your wrist away. She like even goes so far as to release grip on her on her spear to like mess up your fingers so that you aren't tracing runes in the air uh she like like twists uh, a middle finger so that it breaks a little bit she uh uh as you try to like utter words she from her pocket throws sand at your mouth <laughs> uh like she is uh, dead good at fighting wizards uh and she knows how to like disrupt all of the components what is that that very, very lucky thing that comes in to save you at the last second. Uh, uh yeah. I think that. Uh, and if anyone else wants to submit an idea, because I know we did that for F for uh, June's, you may also do so. I, I think that Beck takes a big swing uh, and like chucks the um, snow globe as hard like up into the air what? as she can, and in that moment of having like both of her hands free, is able to like. Uh, bat Wyetta around and like uses the chain of the nunchuck to like hold her wrist uh, just long enough uh, and then like as the snow globe falls down and taps Wyetta on the head she is captured inside of it very very good yeah so I like uh, uh, Beck like has her wrist wrapped up in the nunchuck and like shoves it behind her own back and says nice meeting you and then 
Pokemon. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, she looks pissed. Like, she was like, all of that training! I had you! It's like, red on her face. Uh, uh, she, she looks like she's, you know, uh, she, like, wants to, you know, I guess sock you around a couple times. Uh, as she's, like, banging on the glass. Uh, and, uh, June, you appear as, uh, I think a couple of the other agents are, uh, getting up to be like, uh, you know, drop her. Uh, I think that Beck uh, holds the snow globe like in the air and says, I'll drop her off the side of the train if you don't put your guns down. And I like look at her like, me me too? No, no, not oh, you. Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. Yeah, dr- drop them. Roll me manipulated person. <laughs> it's not good. Can I help out? Yeah, for sure. I rolled a six, so I need your help. Uh, I got an eight. Uh, an eight. That brings you up to a seven. Okay, do something right now to prove you mean it. That you will drop her off the edge. Well, to prove to them that you mean it. That you'll drop her off the edge if they don't back off. But I can't accidentally drop her, right? Because that's not part of the result of the roll. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. then I think that uh, Beck... Start. If you actually drop her, they'll just shoot you. Yeah, of course. I think that uh, Beck starts like throwing the snow globe up and down in her hand like a baseball. It's like I don't know, guys. Is it- <laughs> okay. Tell you what, everyone, put everything on the ground right now, and nobody dies. No, drop your guns, or we'll kill the snow globe. Is there a person? And then we'll kill the two of you. There's two deaths here to one of ours. That sounds like a good deal. Everyone put everything on the ground. Can I use magic or would it like take too long and in that interim, they just open fire? That That's correct. I don't think that was necessarily good enough to to call it for them. Okay. Uh... Uh, I think it's still like on the edge, but I think I'll tell you what they, what they need right now is everyone to put everything on the ground and to keep everyone's hands up. I think that Beck will put her like nunchucks on the ground hoping that the lunchbox looks inconspicuous enough to not to like be able to keep wearing it uh but i don't know if they've seen her grab stuff from it uh they haven't but wayetta has and she can still definitely talk Mm. because she's trapped she's not disabled yeah yeah I will. So. I will holster my gun. I'm not going to drop it. I think that Beck is like, all yeah. right. I'm going to put everything on the ground. Everything's going on the ground, and she's going to throw the snow globe at the um, Beds' feet, so that like Wyetta like, is freed from it and crashes into the two agents. Uh, okay. And we're just gonna make a break for it. Uh, okay. Uh, tell you what, give me an act under pressure. Can I use bottle it up to give myself Absolutely. a plus? I'm gonna say plus three. 
Fair enough. Okay, I have three holds to use against you later. But they can't be act under pressure. On act under pressure, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I didn't need to use all three, but that's okay. But I have them now anyways. <laughs> well, now it's a 12. I rolled a 12. 9. Uh, they smash on the ground, and you hear them, like, roll over the side and crash on the ground. You hear an, ah, ah, that's a spear! You have guns, Wyetta! Uh, <laughs> as they, they have, like, toppled onto the, uh, like, sort of pathway between the, the, uh, train cars. And the two of you, uh, do you jump off the train at, a, like, a safe spot? Mm. As, uh... I don't want to jump off of the train because, like, every, uh, cash is in flight or something Yeah. Mm, so do you just run over the top to get to them? Yeah, I think Juno. Like, well, like, what do you reach, What do you do? Juno like reach out get... Beck's hand and like we'll start running along the top. Yeah, I want to get like back inside the train. Mm-hmm. For sure, I think inside the train everything is calmed down to a degree. As uh, uh, Cassius, what was that? What did you think? What? How are you going to prove your CIA? Uh. I think, and then we'll immediately convene together the two of you with Flint and all of that. I think Cassius, as he's sitting across from them, he's gonna like do one of those like hands up uh, as he indicates that he's gonna. Re- I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna reach into my pocket really quick. So mm-hmm. I'm just taking something out, and he's gonna pull out like a little uh, like a uh, a billfold he kind of has that's just like lined with cards and fake IDs. And I think he's gonna like flip through them to imply that he's some sort of secret agent. Of like, look at all these IDs and cards I have, and he's gonna pull out a few of them. He's gonna like uh, give them to him. He's gonna be like, "Look, obviously I can't carry around uh, my badge with me, but if that Hector of yours needs anyone to do an assignment, and you need to tell me what you're gonna report, and he's gonna hand them one. He's gonna go. Uh, if it's a Tuesday, you're gonna ask for Bill. If it's a Wednesday, you're gonna ask for Craig." It's a Thursday. You're gonna ask for John C. Riley, uh, <laughs> like the actor. Exactly. It'll be easy to remember. Now, remember, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are the. Only, he's basically gonna give them like a whole list of rules to make it seem like he's got all these uh, uh, okay like processes and code words and stuff like the illusion <laughs> of security to make it to throw them off, basically. I love it. If you had just told them rules, I don't think I would have taken it because you have to do something. But I think showing them all of your fakes, your cards, mm-hmm. your uh, permits and stuff, that I think is enough of a basis for them to be like, okay, this guy's the real deal. And they look at you. Okay. <sighs> Agent Deckard Kane, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Deckard. As I said, I'm Agent Raramy. Okay. It's going to be a pleasure to work with you boys. We should uh, probably establish that you're uh, no contact, no um, privacy allowed with the boss. Let's go. All right. They uh, start to take you towards the back end of the train where, uh, Flint, what are you doing right now? Uh, sipping a whiskey. Where? In the same cart that I was in with, uh, with the agent. Yeah. Oh, did you never leave? Nope. (laughs) I think he expected you to, and you didn't. And 
he leaves. I think he stays there. It's like a long period of the two of you waiting there, and he keeps thinking you're going to leave, and you don't. He eventually goes and gets up and starts to head out. Um, uh, see you around, man. Yeah, see you around. He starts to, like, open his mouth to say something and then just, like, walks out. As uh, he pulls up, immediately turning the corner, and there's Cassius and uh, uh, the other two agents. So what I was trying to do, I wasn't trying to get them to introduce me to him in any way. I wanted them to keep me a secret. They will maintain, like, a a, a sort of quid pro quo, I think. is it, Like, they'll maintain, like, you do something for us, we do something yeah. for you. We stay out of each other's business. That seems fair. Uh, but we have to, it needs to be mutually beneficial. It's not just... Word. They work for you now. No, I gotcha. But yeah, I think that was what I was going for with the Jessica Jones aspect was that they wouldn't mm-hmm. tell him specifically what I was and that, but they would just generally try to cover for me and not for share sure. information about us with him. Then I think they let you go uh, and you, you probably pass by him, mm-hmm. probably pass by Hector, but he just kind of gives you like a look and walks by you as he's, you can actually hear him, uh, uh, I'll well, open a door and be like, everyone stand down. Stand down. You're here outside. Uh, Lee, real quick, yeah. before Hector leaves, I want to slip him the page of the uh, monster manual explaining the doppelgangers with the passage about them being pacifists highlighted. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't think a role is necessary there. I think there's that moment of like weakness where he waits is a perfect time for you to just have passed by and, and slipped it to him. You, you do so. And yeah, he outside starts telling everyone to stand down. Hey, Cassius. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? I just like wave at Cassius as he walks in. Flint, Flint looks like pleased as pie. Doesn't matter that like they're on the opposite side. He just found out that his best friend's alive. Hmm. <laughs> He has killed a lot of people, uh, but yeah. Friend or friend? Uh, friend. Okay, okay. <laughs> where are the other two codas? Oh, uh, I don't know where the other hunters are. Right, the codas. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot I got to explain to you guys. You hear, like, loud blasts coming from the rooftop. Oh. You hear, is that a spear? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, fascist! So about that jump in the train thing, Flint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's wait for the other two, and we can either jump the train, or we don't, we don't really have to. Uh, all the, all the bootlickers are being called off now. Kind of sounds like we do. No, no, no. Like, seriously, their boss is calling them off. All right. If, for what it's worth, if Beck and June cause further trouble, they might be like, they're still too dangerous. Because remember, the deal is, if they prove not to be a danger to society, we don't, we'll experiment with leaving them alone. We like- but if they are endangering us right now, we will kill them. Well, I think right. Beck and June are just trying to regroup. Yeah. For sure. Let's get between so- the cars. We, we yeah. fall in through a skylight and just in your laps. It looks awesome. <laughs> you break a window again. Yeah. 
you crawl in through the same window that was broken, but like one window over, so you break that window. <laughs> Guys, we gotta go. We gotta jump. We gotta get out of here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah we could. firing off spells from the broken what? window. No, 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 guys, guys, the, the bootlickers are being called off. Oh. oh did are you we, sure? Did they their, their leader hostage? No, I I know their leader. Oh, uh, okay. That, I, have, they, I have more questions. They're uh, do, I will answer everything when we're back in Constance. They're doing me a favor. Who are you? Uh, ex-college athlete. Huh. Are you sure that everything's gonna be copacetic? Because I kind of put one of their own into, like, a snow globe for a minute. Did you, did you cause any permanent damage? Might have, might have turned them off from... Christmas a little bit, but no. <laughs> then everything's gonna be copacetic. We're going to get off at the next stop, or at the next roundabout if you, uh, at the next place it slows down if you really want to just book oh, it now. The train is missing a car now. Yeah, you know what, let's let's It'd be more dramatic if we jumped off, I think. Yeah. If we yeah, suddenly jump were off. on the train, I think it would be cooler for them. Uh, I agree. Um, you know, there's a good chance, Flint, that they're going to want to ask you guys more questions to clarify everything, because their plan is to watch Constance now. Uh, and from a, like, a sort of scientific surveillance, part of that probably includes interviews. If you don't want them delving more into your lives to get to know you more at force, you probably should try to get out of here, but while they don't have a chance to kind of hold you down. All right. You know what? We should jump ship now. When we get back to town... We're going to need to have a meeting, not with just us and Chalamet, with every sort of magic folk we're connected to. Okay. I'll invite <sighs> Moon Moth. Real magic. It worked for me. He'll invite Moon Moth. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good yoga. <laughs> But uh, for sure, yeah, we should we should probably jump ship. Describe the sort of closing scene as, uh, and and each one of you may feel free to take a piece as uh, the as the you guys kind of round the bend and jump off the train as the agents see you go, as maybe even a few uh, passengers, like a kid or something, like sees you guys just jump off the train into the sort of marshlands of Louisiana. What is the sort of last fleeting moments where the, the Bureau has a last good look at you before you kind of abscond? Flint brings his hand up to his head and like just kind of gives a wave before uh, hopping off the uh, side of the train. As you splash down, I think we see uh, Hector hanging on one of the side rails of the in- inter space between each car and we see like his like suit jacket and uh, tail flapping in the wind, this sort of steely-eyed but like misty look as we uh, as the wind pushes back his sleeve, and we still look at both the uh, uh, thirteen slashes on his wrist, like the the tattoos, and the uh, salmon. 
Andy, what's the next thing we see? Uh, I think uh, June goes to follow Flint and takes like a running start and then blinks out of existence and blinks uh, re into existence on the ground next to Flint, like catching themselves and uh, like goes to like try and catch um, whoever's following. For sure. I think we see uh, uh, the camera pan far back as Nil, the doppelganger, really just kind of got off scot-free there. Uh, is this like, like, this like, look at, they're on one lone, unmoving train car. Uh, and I think for a moment they're looking at it like, hmm, what could I rip out of here to sell later? Uh, but they just shrug, take a good day. While I think of it, Lee. And yeah. I have taken a vial of uh, Nils view as yeah, a sure. as a way to contact them. I like that. Uh, and we see Nil shrug. Uh, they swap their face and they look like June, and they just walk into the woods. I think uh, as we're uh, like as the train's passing by and we've jumped out and are, like, sitting on the ground or whatever, Beck pulls out a couple of Scrabble tiles and blows on them, and they kind of fly across the air. Uh, like, um, when you blow a wish on, like, a dead dandelion. And they fly into Wyatt's hand, and it says, <laughs> B1... W zero. We see her uh, with a sort of competitive rage, uh, <laughs> looking at you with that uh, like that point, then thumb across the throat uh, for round two. Very look. good. But otherwise, doesn't she doesn't look like she's like menacing? I'm going to kill you. It's a ah, that was a good one. Yeah. She at, le- at the very least is a good sport about it. <laughs> Uh, and Cassius, what is the last thing we see falling out? I think Cassius, as he leans out of the train to, like, jump out, he looks back and maybe makes, like, subtle eye contact with Agent Decker and gives him a small, like, thanks for helping America, boys. And as he's, <laughs> as he's about... <laughs> well, salute. Yeah. <laughs> but it's subtler so that Decker, so that Hector doesn't catch on. It's, it's real subtle and cool. And as he's about to hop off, we hear off screen, like, a... And a small black shape <laughs> domes him as he gets knocked <laughs> off the train by a flying girt. I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, we took a quick dial back. Uh, as uh, <gasps> I don't know, uh, Gert had fallen out of your car, was picked up by a dumb kid who tried to bring it on the train. They didn't allow. Try to throw it in the trash. Uh, it was. Uh, it got stuck in like one of the. Uh, like tire track things, like the weird rails on the side of the tire wheels. And it's been hanging out the entire time. And eventually at a stop, was picked up by another animal, flew off, was picked up by a bird, and eventually <laughs> slams into the face of Cassius in a very eventful day for Pixar's <laughs> newest animated short. <laughs> I think I think as I like tumble to a stop, I'm like, I know you'd find me. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, we see the train uh, rolling off into the distance. We see a sort of classic spy watch uh, 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 
as we hear the voice of uh, Nathan say, give him some space. Uh, as we see uh, Chalamet's house, as he's uh, sitting there, he, all of the doors are locked with bolts and extra locks have been placed on them and a security system has been installed. Uh, and uh, him and uh, 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 Rashida are sitting, in, watching a movie, but like in the basement, which is concrete lined and uh, has like good ceiling on it. As he's like, you know, everything's, it's, you know, we never use the room. <clears throat> or we never, you know, you know, we never use the space. Thought about maybe redecorating in here. As he's trying to be like, everything's fine. <laughs> to her. We see uh, a bunch of cars pull away from the YMCA uh, as the bulwark finishes class. We see a citizen walking into Eden's last tavern as we hear, drinking to forget someone? Or just drinking to forget? And that person gets a call on their phone. They say one second, and they walk back out of the bar. We see Mr. Delaney just, like, hanging out near your shed, not being, like, scoped up. <laughs> just like, hmm. Weird normal day. <laughs> just hanging out. Uh, and we see a couple patrons at uh, the engine room where Dana works. Uh, as they're, like, getting drinks from her and kind of asking her questions about, like, uh, you know, who hangs around here, regulars, things like that, they, too, get a message on their phone, and they start walking out. And the uh, the Bureau, which has dozens, if not over a hundred agents, decides to relax on Constance for now, on the condition that the people who have magical powers don't make things worse. The camera pans away from Constance, uh, as each of its figures kind of come across screen in that classic, like, comic book slash of all of them looking at those cars and leaving people and wondering who they were. Uh, we see James Pale snap his fingers as if to say, damn. <laughs> and we close up.